I just think right now, women, especially in business, this is the year of women. I just know that. Life begins at 150 grand a year. Life gets better at 250, and life gets real good at 500. Nobody can tell me differently on it. When you start teaching something, I feel like that's when you start to master the actual art of it. You and I, when we publish a book, we can go toe-to-toe with any of the New York trade publishers, any of the big-time authors, and we get to compete in that marketplace and then let the market decide whether our stuff is good. People forget sometimes as an entrepreneur, the whole damn point of entrepreneurship is to make money. And now here is The Win with your hostess, serial entrepreneur, marketeer, and chief sexy boss. Heather Havenwood. Hey, it's Heather. Is your digestion feeling off? Are you often hungry even though you're eating enough and taking supplements? Are you struggling to burn off that last bit of stubborn fat that will not go away no matter how hard you diet or exercise? I guess I'm talking about myself here. See, it might be your gut. It was mine. That's why I am so excited to announce that P3OM, the Navy SEAL of probiotics, is now available at energywithheather.com. Look, tens of thousands of real people, including myself, has used P3OM to manage constipation, bloating, gas, acid reflux, abdominal pain, and much more. Look, as you'll learn when you go to energywithheather.com, P3OM uses unique and patent strand that has been proven in lab tests to deliver the right bacteria to your gut. So your body has what it needs to let go of all that fat. So look, what are you waiting for? Go to energywithheather.com. That's energywithheather.com. Have you ever wanted to stop the nine to five grind and start your own company? Do you want to have more control of your income and your time? Then now is that moment to start and grow a successful business. As a female entrepreneur, I have succeeded. I have bit the dust. I have bounced back to growth and prosperity. But this would not have been possible without first taking the leap and owning my own business. But I didn't do it alone. I hired my first business coach 13 years ago. And now I help small businesses, solo practitioners, and professionals double their income and triple their time off. So let me help you too. My gift to you today is a free one-on-one strategy session. So go to coachwithheather.com, coachwithheather.com, and let me help you double your income and triple your time off. Hi, everyone. Welcome to The Win with Heather Havenwood. I have someone very excited on the line today. So listen up. This is all about you and your health and being super healthy. So listen up. I'm going to tell you who my guest is today. My guest, my guest is Wade T. Lightheart, host of the Awesome Health Podcast, and is a three-time all-natural bodybuilding champion, advisor to the American Anti-Cancer Institute, and director of education at BioOptimizers Nutrition, one of the world's most innovative nutraceutical supplement companies. He is also the author of several books, including the best-selling book, Staying Alive in a Toxic World, and 
the health, the wealthy backpacker. I love that. The awesome health podcast is a big part of his mission to help others fix their digestive and transform their health with a daily practice of positive principles, rituals, and optimizers. Welcome Wade. Great to be here. Thank you, Heather. Yeah, this is going to be super awesome. So everyone, um, most of you know, if you've been listening to me for a while, um, I started a supplement company back in 2015 and I am a huge, huge anti-aging, anti-pharmaceutical company kind of gal, right? And so I'm super excited to have you on and have you on the line, Wade, because I think health is the most important part truly of life because I know so many entrepreneurs who have started down a path of building a business and huge success and then bam, something happens and like their health takes them out. In fact, I'm sitting here in Austin, Texas today and I wanted to share with you and we can kind of start this path is that I'm sitting in, in Austin, Texas today in this beautiful condo and two of my neighbors either on either side of me, no kidding, women not married in early, early 40s, late 30s, both of them in the last 24 months have had double mastectomies and breast cancer. That freaks me out because I'm 42. Okay. So I'm about the same age, them not married, no kids. And both of them like, and I'm like, is it in the water? What is going on? You know? And I think it's happening more and more and more today. And it freaks me out as someone who is extremely health conscious. So I kind of want to start today with just, you know, one, I wanted you to start, but who are you and what exactly, why did you create this business that you did? But then I really want to move into the toxicity of today's world. Well, great. Um, thanks. It's a, it's, a lot, it's, it's, a, it's a lot of territory to cover, but I think um, it's relative and important. So, and something I'm very passionate about. I mean, I guess I got started on my whole health journey uh, way back when I was 15 and three interesting things happened to me back then. Number one, my parents moved to an extremely rural place, five miles to my nearest neighbor, telephone poles ended at the door. It was this beautiful resort that they were the caretakers of, but at 15 years old, not the place I wanted to be. Second thing, my sister at the time was diagnosed with Hodgkin's disease, which is a form of uh, lymphoma, cancer, uh, a form of cancer, cancer of the lymph nodes, if you will. And I watched over the next four years as she went through the medical model uh, with all the chemo and radiation and the drugs and all that stuff before she died a very untimely death at 22 years old. So those things had some deep impacts that I really didn't fully understand maybe till 10 years later. Third thing that happened is just at the time she got sick, she handed me a bodybuilding magazine with Troy Zuclato on the cover, Mr. California, I can remember it still today, and two beautiful girls on the cover. And of course, 15 years old, driven mad with testosterone. I'm thinking, I need these muscles and this guy looks healthy and physically fit. And, you know, I, 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 I had to deal with the, the, you know, my sister not having health, you know, who went from a vital, strong athlete, what you would think would be fine. And all of a sudden, I realized that number one, health is not a guarantee. And I learned that really early. And then with my sister's death, I was like, wow, I really got to figure this stuff out. And that launched me um, into a career. I studied exercise physiology at the University of New Brunswick. And then I started to mentor under people who were producing great results. And that led me into a bodybuilding career, thinking like a lot of people do, that if I'm fit or I have muscles or a low body fat percentage or I watch what I eat or that sort of stuff, that that constitutes health. And I, I made a critical error, but I was least on the, somewhat on the right path. That culminated in 2003 with a trip to the Mr. Universe contest. I am one of the only vegetarians to ever compete in that contest. And uh, 
After that contest, though, I gained 42 pounds of fat and water in 11 weeks. So I went from Mr. Universe to Mr. Marshmallow. And I was like, oh, how, how does this happen? I've been training for 16 years. I've got the best coach in the world. I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do. And my body is broken down. And I want to stop for you sec for yeah. a second because I can really relate to this. Okay. I didn't know that. Um, first, what y'all need to know, if you're not familiar with the Olympian in the bodybuilding world, the fact that he was a, you're a vegetarian, just explain to the audience, the fact that you're a vegetarian in that world and we're even competing is remarkable. Okay. Right. It's just truly remarkable, mainly because of what usual the diet you're fed or told is a heavy, 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 heavy protein. Right. I remember uh, my, my show, my NPC figure show when I age 40, which was in 2015, summer 2015. I remember the time my boyfriend slash also my trainer, I said, well, I want to go vegan. He's like, you can't a vegetarian. You can't do that and be bodybuilding like, is just impossible. He was like, a no, right? So first of all, I want the audience to understand the fact that you were even on the stage, right? Even on the stage at that level, being, being a vegetarian is pretty remarkable. Number two, um, I experienced the same thing and other people have too, what I call the blow up, you know, where you like lean, lean, yep. lean, you look, you look amazing for that 24 hour period yeah, 24 hours and it's done one second you know and then all of a sudden you see the same people two months later and you see their stage picture you see them you're like what happened and that's when for me and i'm curious what you i started to realize for me it was a little bit an unhealthy um an unhealthy lifestyle but i want to see what you what happened to you what what was your experience it's exactly the same which is you know it comes with the sport and the reality is is um, I was fortunate enough that I met a medical doctor um, who had actually had been diagnosed with um, liver disease and uh, he had colon cancer and was, was sent to die and he rebuilt himself. And I met this guy and this guy was, was like super vital, amazing. Like it was like one of these moments like, oh, the angels singing all that. It was like amazing guy. And, and I met him. I said, dude, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I'm supposed to, I'm following all the things, I'm doing all this stuff, I do this. And he says, wait, you've learned to build the body from the outside in. You haven't learned to build the body from the inside out. And I was just like, okay. Now keep in mind, this guy was, you know, in his 70s at least. And he was probably the most vital, energetic person I've ever met in my life. I'm super hyper aware. And he was just like, you could never imagine this guy was ever sick. You couldn't even believe he was that age. I was like, okay, whatever you're doing, right. it's working. That. And whatever I'm doing right now isn't. So I became a student of him and he mentored me. And he taught me about the number one component of health is your digestion and working, you know, making sure that you had enough enzymes, making sure that you had the right probiotics, make sure that you were eliminating the waste. And he says, when you're on these high protein diets or in these performance-based diets, which are geared to make you look a certain way for a period of time, you're actually setting yourself up by accelerating your metabolism, your metabolic breakdown, the damaging free radical damage. You're actually increasing the aging process. And if you look at most bodybuilders per se, oftentimes they have fantastic physiques, but if you look at the face, it looks quite old. And well, why is that? And that is some of the oxidative damage from that performance-based diet. So I realized that there is a difference between fitness and health at that moment. Now, it took me to get to the Mr. Universe contest to do that. I don't recommend that for other people. I'm, what I'm saying is, is those principles uh, rebuilt my house. I, I was able to rebuild my health. I followed all everything he did. Six months later, I looked fantastic. I felt fantastic. I opened a clinic in Vancouver, Canada, 
called Yale, at Yale Town Holistics, and I started consulting people, help people come in with all sorts of, sorts of problems. And I realized that they all had the same problem. The same problem was is they weren't absorbing and utilizing the food they were eating, and they weren't getting the toxins and the waste product out of their system. And it was only a matter of time before they ended up like me. So by essentially applying the same principles to these people, they started to transform their health. And then uh, that just kind of snowballed. And then people were coming to me that were sick from all these different conditions. And I'm like, I don't know. Well, let's just try this. And and it's been on a well, runaway freight train for 15 years. 15 years. Well, first of all, this is pretty impressive. And you're talking, I mean, it's, it's synergistic that I met you and having this conversation because I remember um, about six months ago um, when I started getting back into the bodybuilding because I felt like that's what I had to do because it's kind of what I know. Um, my trainer, and she's no longer my trainer, but she said it on, I think she said it to me on accident. She didn't mean to say it. Like coaching me, she just kind of said it and I can't get it out of my head. She's like, well, you know, bodybuilding is not the most healthiest thing to do, you know? And then she just, whatever she said next, I don't remember. And I thought, yeah, it's not, it's just not, like, it's not. Mm-hmm. And even my coach at the time, cause I said, I said to her, well, I'm thinking about going back into bodybuilding. She said, don't you remember how sick you were? You know? And I'm like, but I look so great. She's like, yeah, 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 yeah. And do you remember how sick you were? Do you remember? Let me remind you of everything you told me that was going on in your body. And it, it is a distinction between fitness and health, healthy and fit. They are very different different and looking and also there's like looking good looking good cosmetic fitness i call it right cosmetic fitness looks is very different i think so this is a really great conversation uh so someone's listening obviously they're probably not bodybuilders and may that they may not know what we're talking about but let's talk about what you discovered healthy is and like actually being healthy from the inside out well first and foremost um you know most people assume and we celebrate athletes in all different disciplines and sports or people who look a certain way whether it's the fashion industry, whether it's the fitness industry, whether it's sports. And we assume that if you have a six pack or you have a nice shapely butt that you're healthy. And well, you, that may be true. It may also be not true. In fact, a lot of people use a lot of chemical agents. They use a lot of drugs. They use diets that don't support it. They will help them get lean, but they won't help them get healthy. And oftentimes, as you experience, every person has felt tired, de-energized, oh you know, brain fog in the mornings, you know, achy joints, all this sort of stuff that people experience. And like, who wants to experience that? And so that's what I went through. And, and it was just everybody said, well, that's what you need to do on a diet. It took me four years to figure it out. I, I followed these practices, uh, changed my diet, and literally four years later, I was able to win all these contests, felt great, didn't have the blow up, never had that problem, wow. and have never stopped since. So now I'm, I'm in, in my mid-40s. I feel great, and I jumped on the scale this morning, and I'm literally four pounds over my contest weight over 10 years ago. Wow, that's huge. Again, I'm going to go back to people to understand that how that works. There's like a, when you're doing contests, you like do this kind of building up the muscle and then you're dropping the weight, water and fat just to look good for that you know, 35 seconds or whatever. It feels yeah. like 35 seconds. Those 60 seconds you're on stage and you, you know, you're all tanned up and then they like throw you to the side, you know? And so, uh, I remember my weight too. And it's funny because you want, if you feel like for me, I feel like I always want to like, look at that, keep looking that way, but it's not, I don't know. It's not realistic. At least I don't think it is. I'm still, I'm still dealing with it right now. I'm still dealing with, Mm -hmm. I'm looking at a scale all the time, making sure that 
I need to be a certain way, you know, because I keep putting myself up against myself. I looked three years ago on that second and that moment on that stage, you know, which mm-hmm. is challenging. So this is interesting. This is interesting conversation. So how did you transition that? I mean, what are you on a vegan diet now? Are you vegetarian now? Like how, like, could you like give us a gist of that? Yeah. One of the things I do dislike is all labels and I'm, I'm not a vigilante vegetarian and this is not a show about vegetarianism, but I, I haven't eaten any meat since 2001. Um, I do have eggs occasionally and I do have cheese occasionally on my refeed days as I call them, if, you know, so if I'm having some cheese or something like that, it's no big deal. So I, I like to think of it more of a plant-based flexitarian and that I'm not rigid about what I'm doing. I'm not you know, telling everybody else to do it. But what I do along with it is I ensure that my digestive system works perfectly all the time. And that's the difference. It's not whether you're a meat eater or a plant eater, or you're on the ketogenic diet or an intermittent fasting or on a high carb diet, whatever the, the diet fad of the day is, because they, they did kind of get recycled. You've been around long as I have, you just see they just get recycled with the new name and someone else says, and they build all this and so supports it. But the bottom line is, is diets don't work. They don't work because if it worked, they wouldn't need to keep inventing new ones. So I look at what is your eating plan and then how are you able to absorb and utilize that food? And so sometimes people will gravitate to one diet or another because they already have a compromised digestive system and they don't know it. So when they get on a diet that, 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 that's restrictive or limited, all of a sudden they feel all these benefits and they associate the benefits with the diet. It's not the diet. It's that this diet actually worked with their compromised system. So my route was what's compromising the system? What makes your digestive system work? And can you make a diet work for anybody, anytime, anywhere, any background, any genetics, any epigenetics, all that sort of stuff. And that was my goal. I said, I wanted to be able to people to come in and say, I want to eat this kind of diet. Can I do it? And how do I do it? And I said, it's, it's as simple as rebuilding your digestive system because it's not what you put in your mouth. It's because it's a single canal from mouth to anus. The food is in the tube. It's not in your cells. It's not in your body where you need it. And your ability to absorb, utilize those nutrients that you eat is critical and to eliminate the waste. And Mm -hmm. that's where most people run into problems. I mean, right now, it's the fifth leading cause of death is digestive-related illnesses. And what most people don't realize, heart disease, cancer, and diabetes are all related to diet. 90% of the illnesses that people are suffering from today in America, according to the Surgeon General, are lifestyle-related. And the lifestyle that we eat is... We eat foods that we can't digest and utilize and we can't eliminate the toxic waste things. And that's what started the book and that's what started the message and the speaking and then eventually the company because I had to make sure I had the right products because you know how companies are. You got to make sure you get the right thing. So I was like, the only way I could trust it was to build it piece by piece yeah. myself. And that's where you're at now with BioOptimizer, correct? Yeah. I mean, we've, we've been around now for um, since 2004. Four. That's when we started the company right after that meltdown because I was like determined. And uh, originally we started just serving the bodybuilding market. Right. And, yeah. and then, all, then all of a sudden we started fixing all these other conditions. And eventually we changed our focus and said, hey, we fix digestion. If you've got digestive issues, we fix Everyone's it. Everyone's got digestive issues. Yeah, it seems that way. It's, like, it, it's Yeah, they don't want to talk about it, but it really is the key. I'm curious if you want to start there. Was that your first product, the probiotic? Actually, it was... Um, we started out with 
two key products, and okay. that was enzymes and probiotics. And I'll, if it's okay with you, I'll explain how yeah. digestion works. So most people, um, you start with chewing your food. Everybody knows that, right? And then what happens, the food travels to the upper cardiac portion of the stomach. So a little science here. I'll try and be really brief. The first 30 to 60 minutes, the enzymes that are supposed to be present in the food, and all living organisms have enzymes, are supposed to break the food down. But here's Mistake number one that humans make. Humans cook their food. We're the only species on the planet that cooks the food. So if a shark eats the seal, it gets all the raw enzymes. If the snake eats the mouse, it gets the enzymes. If the cow eats the grass, it gets the enzymes. And the enzymes are, are a chemical that, that handles everything from thinking to blinking. Over 25,000 different enzymes in your body and they diminish over time. And that's very much why you can run really fast and feel really bouncy and lots of energy when you're 10 and you feel a little tired and a little slower and not quite so quick when you're 40. So our body has to produce enzymes. And when we produce enzymes, this has a massive metabolic cost. And going back to your story, when you're feeling that kind of tired breakdown and then that, you know, the afterwards, the, the gain is that the bodybuilding the diet with a high protein content, it boosts metabolism highly because you're spending all this energy trying to digest your food. And as soon as you're done the contest, right, you're like, man, I, I, your body innately says, I don't want to do that. So what do you want? Sugar, you want ice cream, you want something easy to digest. Hamburger, pizza. Yeah. Yeah, right? You want all these other things. And that, so your body is trying to accommodate, to, to reclimb it back to a more natural and easier way because it's using all this energy to get this food and it's not much calories. So that's the first stage. And then what happens after the food meets hydrochloric acid inside your stomach and you don't have a bowl of acid sitting there, your body can tell the difference between water and food. That comes in and starts disinfecting and breaking uh, the particles down and changing the pH. And then it, is, it exits the stomach uh, your body adds a little bit of minerals to it to buffer the acids. Otherwise, that's why people get like, uh, you know, they get uh, gastritis, acid reflux. Acid reflux actually happens because you don't have enough acid in your body. The esophageal sphincter, which is on the top of the esophagus, is triggered by when enough acid comes in for hydrochloric acid. And if you don't have enough, it stays open and it splashes up. So um, that's... It's almost like give the body more acid that it will go away. It's weird, but that is the true. And that's why hydrochloric acid is now becoming a very go-to treatment for people who have acid reflux, as opposed to the pharmaceutical industry, who's giving people antacids and proton pumps. And those proton pumps, if you look at the research, they're supposed to be used for four to six weeks. And they have all sorts of complications that happen on it. Because if you don't have hydrochloric acid, you start you can't kill the bugs that are coming into the system and those bugs start running wild in your digestion and they take over the good probiotics because you have in your, the last part of digesting, I kind of went on a tangent there because I get so excited about this, but you get into the intestinal tract and you've got 10% good, 10% bad and 80% yeah. opportunists. And what I mean by that, there's about 500 species, anywhere from 250 to 500 species of bacteria in your body. There's more bacteria in your body than there is cells in your body, like from a, some, some say five times, some say up to 10 times. Mm -hmm. But the bottom line is we live in a culture that's antibiotic, it's antibacterial, and we don't get bacteria like we used to from a farm. You eat the carrot out of the ground right. and stuff like that. Yeah, you exactly. get it, it's all been disinfected and sterilized, and it's been blasted with chemicals herbicides, pesticides, fungi, fungicides, which kill bacteria, they kill enzymes, they destroy all those things. And what happens is now you're getting denatured foods, you don't have your bacteria things, you don't have enzymes things, you're spending all this energy and you start to age and degenerate. So getting the right probiotics and the right enzymes inside your body, and if you're, especially if you're on the older side, adding a little HCL will also help as well. 
And then that gets so you can assimilate and utilize the food that you that your body needs. This gives you more energy. This holds you uh, so you don't have to spend so much of your metabolic enzymes to break down food. I call it the turkey dinner syndrome. We've all had the turkey dinner oh where we God, ate it so much. Turkeys, yeah, and you're exhausted and tired. Yeah. And I never understood that. I do not understand. Why is it every turkey day we're all exhausted on turkey? I don't get that. Because if I go right now and have a turkey club sandwich, a pan, you know, Panera or whatever, I don't get tired. Right. So but it's what just, is that? Is it like well, here's, here's what like baste them in with stuff or what? Well, no, here's what happens, right? I mean, let's face it. Turkey dinner is one of the wonderful American traditions on the planet. It's fantastic, right? I mean, you, the mom, pa, grand, the family, all everybody gets around. You have Thanksgiving dinner. You have Christmas dinner, that sort of stuff. And you go in and you have the potatoes and the gravy and the things and the slabs of turkey. And then, oh, it's so good. You have another helping and some cranberry. Then then grandma brings out the pie and you're like, oh, I'm going to have a, you know, and then, <laughs> and then, it's, a, then it's the mad dash to the living room is who right. gets the couch and other people laying on the floor and passing out. And and passing out. Out. Everyone's passed out. Yeah. Like the yeah. weirdest thing. Because you've eaten so much food is that your body's enzymatic production mm-hmm. has to go and shut down your brain function, shut down all your energy functions to go in and break down this food that you, this massive food. So there's massive metabolic work. So what you're seeing is an extreme situation that gives you an illustration of how much energy it takes to break down, digest, and utilize your food. And our body's ability to do that diminishes over time as we age. And that's why people start running into more digestive issues, constipation, acid reflux, bloating, gas, all of these different uh, symptoms yeah. that come up and people go, well, you know, I'm, I'm still my same way, but my, I got this bloat and I don't know why. Well, it's because your body can't break down and digest that food because you don't have the right bacteria. You don't have the right enzymes inside your body. I and so a, I have a question. This is me asking this because I, yeah. over a period of the last 10 years, two friends of mine, guy friends of mine who are considered pretty healthy guys, all of a sudden out of nowhere, they get Glout? Is it gout? Gout. 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 And I'm like, what? You got what? How the heck did you get gout? You know what I mean? Like, it's like, what? Now, one guy, I know he has a really bad diet. I'm not going to say his name, Troy. And uh, the other guy, <laughs> he's probably not listening, but the other guy, I don't know what his diet was, but he was like really into health, I thought anyway. And all of a sudden, like, he busts out. And he's like walking on a cane. He's like 41. And I'm like, what are you walking on a cane for? Did you hurt your ankle? He's like, no, I'm a gout. I'm like, what? And I was curious. I bet you, I'm guessing, that it has something to do with their digestion. Proteolytic digestion uh, usually is related to um, protein. Uh, just so you know, protein is, there's three main digestive enzymes. Okay. Protease, which breaks down protein, amylase, which breaks down carbohydrates, and lipase, which breaks down fats. Where we see the most common occurrence of issues in North Americans, particularly because we have a way higher protein diet than any other race mm-hmm. uh, or any other culture. And what typically happens in the areas of, of things like gout is that people lose the ability to break down proteins and these undigested proteins start floating around in the system and start altering the blood pH and increasing acidity and uh, it actually affects oxygen uptake. And then that starts uh, triggers where gout can come over. And then what happens is oftentimes things like alcohol or sugar will trigger because as you start to deplete your enzyme overall pool, according to Dr. Edward Howell, who wrote a book called Enzyme Nutrition, um, you start it's, it starts cascading into other areas. People get skin conditions. So for example, people who have uh, eczema and or had a lot of acne and things like that, oftentimes, you know, you put them on a, a, a lot of lipase and those will correct. And people who have blood sugar issues, 
amylase is usually something that can really assist in that. And even diabetics oftentimes notice a massive improvement and they need a lot less insulin when they're